0: Welcome to the Cricket Library podcast. The Ashes are here and Robbie McKinlay is
1: here. A very warm welcome to you, Robbie McKinlay. Good evening, Matt. Oh, the Ashes here alright. one ball and it arrived courtesy of Mitch Stark. How about that? I could not believe. It. Yeah. It's, it's what, what did they say? It was the exact opposite of the Harmison ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, certainly memorable.
0: Certainly memorable like the Harmison wow. ball. But, um, yeah, what a day, Robbie. It's been a huge day for me. Um, those of you who know me well, some of you may not know this little intricacy in my life that I drink coffee once a year, Robbie. And
1: Oh, today the day. Today
0: was the day. I um, I went into the auctioneer cafe in Dubbo. Shout out to the auctioneer cafe. They're not paying for this at all. Um, this is just a a friendly shout out to them to say yeah. thank you for my macchiato. Uh, quite strong a uh, macchiato. Um, macchiato. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ah, it was outstanding. What to
1: the caramel latte?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly, the person in front of me in the line ordered a caramel latte and I actually thought, "Oh, do I, do I?" And then I thought, "No. Uh, I'll I'll go macchiato." Uh so, uh finished my macchiato. Mrs. Ellis and I uh faith and um my parents are in town actually too, so uh, great great to have oh, no. m- mum and dad here. And we were driving uh, back back to Burra and um, I had uh, Foxtel on my phone, uh, in the back seat of the car watching watching it all unfold, uh, <laughs> on on the way back to Burra from Dubbo. So, uh, what a start! Now, um, it, it obviously triggered a few uh, little memories or some important uh points to consider from the Orange Library, and. Haven't we got some good data come through uh, from from Matt in Orange? Uh, Rory Burns. He's the thirty. It's the thirty fourth time that a wicket has fallen on the first ball of a Test match. Uh, the fourth time. Really? In, yeah, fourth time in Ashes history, and three of those four times, otherwise known as seventy five percent of those times, uh, the Poms have uh, been the victim there. So. Ah. So, uh, good evening, Matt Fiction, if you're listening, um, now, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I shouldn't How um, did
1: that go today? Uh,
0: yeah, um, Matt. let's just say the mood at the Burrabidine Cricket Library was very upbeat when, when J.E. Root won the toss earlier this morning, uh, Fiction was up and about and, uh, was he? yeah, oh yeah, he was talking 400 plus, uh, for England. Um didn't pan out that way. Um and a reminder too, Matt Fiction's back tonight. We we have reinstated fact or fiction. And I believe Matt has caught up with Michael from Canberra. So that's worth hanging on mm. for uh to have a listen to that. I don't think Michael from I Canberra.
1: I think um I think we might have sound just a bit more subdued Matt Fiction. A little bit. I just I'm not saying that I might have just had a bit of a word, that
2: just yeah, a bit of
1: feedback, yeah, just a bit of feedback. I was, um, like a review of a sort of a, a, a probably a six episode weekly <laughs> um, review <laughs> we're trying to do, and yeah, So look forward to just see how he did roll it out. To be
2: yeah,
0: honest. and to be fair, he was pretty flat uh, today in the library, uh, particularly after Australia's dominant performance. Pat Cummins five wickets for, with the ball, uh, debuting as captain. Um, uh, but just back on that Rory Burns dismissal, Robbie, that was the first time in an Ashes test since 1936, 37, when T.S. Worthington was dismissed by E.L. McCormack. E.L. McCormack. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but in, interestingly as well, uh, this, this is, this is a really, uh, good one here as well, again, coming through from our Orange Librarian. Hanan Sarkar from Bangladesh was dismissed first ball in a test 3 times by PT <laughs> Collins in the space of 2 years and that's sort of that 2003-04 period so uh, ma- imagine that
1: Matt, but um, I know we obviously Hanan Sarkar was from Bangladesh but PT Collins doesn't grab me as a name of of great test cricket repute where was PT Collins from
0: oh come on Robbie
1: Pedro what, what, Collins,
0: Pedro. Oh, the West Indian. Yeah, Pedro Collins.
1: Pedro. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, if you had said Pedro, I wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Robbie. You know how yeah. we, you know how we roll here at the cricket library. Uh, we, uh, we now, hang on, Matt. I think, I think we need to have an exception to the rule. When you're talking West Indian cricketers, they have the coolest names. Yeah. Let's just go with their first name. Okay. Okay.
0: We'll go with you that.
1: Dwayne, yeah, yeah 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 okay Pedro well, oh, well, what I'd about like DJ DJ
0: Bravo Robbie surely yeah. surely we can go yeah, with yeah, DJ yeah. for DJ okay. Bravo you, um now,
1: you've got my argument down is fine
0: <laughs> now interesting uh status well Mitch stark has picked up a wicket with the first ball before back in 2016 uh he picked up FDM Kunaratna from Sri Lanka and, and
1: um, that's would you like to elaborate on the those first three initials? <laughs> no, we, we we
0: don't have time, uh, Robbie. We've got a big show planned, obviously. Okay. So yeah. I, I can't i can't uh, elaborate on that. But FDM Kurana Kur, um I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, back in two thousand and sixteen, out out first rock uh, to M A Stark. Now. Um, S. J. Cook, L. V. Garrick, and Abdul Malik were all dismissed on Test day. Boo! First ball of the
3: Test. Yep. Can you imagine that?
1: I remember Simon Cook's one, um, but I, yeah, Garrick doesn't ring a bell, and well, Abdul Malik doesn't either. Um, yeah, so but I do remember Cook's demise.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now.
1: Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say I'm gonna trump Matt from Orange, but I've got another little stat up my sleeve that I've been pretty proud of. Yeah. Um, Maddie, I was driving to Melbourne on Saturday afternoon um, ahead of some dragon boat racing commentary on the Yarra. Yeah. On Sunday, which I found I'm doing a bit more of my spare time um,
2: <laughs> and. I was
1: I was enjoying listening to the Test match from India, New Zealand, the um, India, and we had the um, ten wickets in the match, 10 Oh, innings. what a performance that was! For the for the third time in Test history, of course, Anikumble and Jim Laker mm.
2: did it.
1: Now I had a question thrown at me ahead of my little ABC radio chat on Monday morning and I couldn't answer it because I wanted to know how many times has this happened in all the all the tests cricket played. Mm. Anyway, the great Pat Kieran from Cootamundra, I know you know Cootamundra. Yeah, well, yeah, Stop definitely. over there on your trips through to Mildura. Anyway, uh, um, this happened in test number 2,438. So it works out that bowlers take 10 wickets in an innings uh, about every eight hundred and twelve test matches. Oh wow. That's, so there you go. So that that's my and not kind a poor attempt, but just trying to claim a bit of ground back on the great work that Matt is doing out of the Orange Office.
0: And yet it wasn't enough to claim man of the match honors. No.
1: I think he grabbed um um he grabbed four in the second dig.
0: Yeah, so only fourteen, only fourteen wickets for the match. So
1: yeah, probably
0: a hundred and fifty would be more.
1: What would? Yeah, I was going to say what would take to to win a man of the match award, something like that. On that, like that was quite
2: extraordinary.
1: <laughs> but was, um, of course, that was the um, New Zealand. They ended up um, losing. They held on to that draw in that first test, but. Mm. That that one they fell away, Maddie. And I'm just going to give yeah. I I did lose track of that the last few yeah, So I bowled out for 62, of course, in that first innings, and then they um I made 162 next. But Ajaz Patel, yeah, he took all 10, and then he took four in the second dig. So yeah, well done, you? But yeah, so just next mark down. If you can just kick off the next 812 Test matches, Maddie, it'll happen again.
0: Okay. Yeah, I will keep track of that. Robbie, in my um, Cricket Library notebook here, which is running out of pages from all the uh, little tidbits you give me each and every week, Robbie. So uh, once once I've written down all the stats from Orange in here as well, um, mm. hopefully I'll remember that in 800-odd test matches time. Now, um, uh, <laughs> we love talking about ducks on this program. Ducks and sixes get a pretty good run. Now, Rory Burns' duck today... The sixth duck for twenty twenty one for him from sixteen innings and that's the most the most ducks so far in twenty twenty one for any batsman um in Test cricket. So So he
1: he made six ducks in Test cricket in sixteen innings. Yeah. 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 So it's boom I was gonna say it's boom or bust for Rory, <laughs> but it's probably more like it's it's more like um just or bust.
0: Yeah, well, for tough day at the office for him. I think that was his first ball faced uh, in Test Match Cricket on Australian soil as well today. So well, yeah, w- welcome to Australia. Yeah. i tell you what I did like, Robbie.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and this will shock our listeners. I liked Haseeb Hamid, 25 yeah. from 75, striking them at 33.33, which is around his career Strike rate as well I just Yeah I don't don't know what it is Uh, I tend to like Steady openers And and Hasib Hamid To me uh, Looks like someone That I'm really going to enjoy Watching play This summer Yeah
1: I I probably enjoyed Josh Butler's 39 or 58 A
0: little
1: bit more Each to their own Yeah Yeah uh, I think that certainly got serious issues at the top of the order. I, I think it's going to be a, a very tough series for that top order of England up against the quality of... You know, look at Pat Cummins. I'll tell you, I've seen a player who's got leadership qualities written all over him. Gosh, he was fantastic today. What I liked about Pat Cummins today, apart from his five wickets, Matt, was he brought himself on as soon as Joe Root came to the crease. Yeah. I think that was a plan. Mitch Stark had already picked up that early wicket. And, um, yeah... And, and, what, and speaking of early wickets, so congratulations, Cameron Green. He's uh finally picked up his first wicket. And he, uh, if he didn't get that wicket, he was. Here's another stat for you. Yeah. He was honing in on Bryce McGain's record. Oh. And Bryce McGain. Wow. Yeah. He. I think Bryce McGain took none for 146 in his only test. Before this innings, I think Cameron Green had conceded 118 runs without taking a wicket. He got one for six today, so he's. So Brighty, who I'll be doing a bit of commentary with on uh, over the weekend in the oh, yeah. Australia A-England A game, Matt, um, has still got that record. And I'm not sure if I'll bring that up. No,
0: nah, maybe maybe just leave that for him to bring up at some point yeah. in proceedings. He might offer it. Yeah, he might. He might might offer it yeah. up there. And uh, big four days of cricket coming up. We'll be, we'll be glued to that. You'll be glued to England A, the Australia A over the weekend Um but no doubt, keeping an eye on the test match as well, and, and Robbie, the big bash—it's just been booming along. Uh, the Sixers off to a flying start, and we're actually recording on Wednesday night here. There's there's a double header on Wednesday night. Yep, and the Sixers are playing the Hurricanes, and and looks like the Hurricanes need twenty runs off the last six balls here, so could be an interesting finish. Um, with Hanscom and Ellis still at the crease. So we'll give you an update on that one uh, once the result comes through. But the Sixers have been very good in their first upstart against the Stars. The Thunder were on fire. Matt Fiction actually did a – for those people on Instagram, I know uh, no one at the Orange Library has Instagram, but um, Matt Fiction did a little – his take on the game because – 'Cause something interesting, Robbie, he picked up on is mm. that this season Daniel Sam's normally wearing the number sixty jumper.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I was watching the game with fiction the other night and fiction's like Where's Samsy? Can't see Samsy and I couldn't spot him up. And, and and he was he was panicking. And then um <laughs> Uh, number 95 is coming into bowl and, and Fiction's oh, – I can't do a Matt Fiction voice very well, but Fiction's sort of saying how great this n- number 95 was. And and he said, who is it? Who is it? And and I said, Matt, that's Daniel Sams. And he's like, no,
3: it's not. No, it's not. He's number 60. But, and
0: we got into – I wouldn't say a heated discussion, but we had a little discussion around and I'm saying, no, just – just have a closer look. That is Daniel Sam's because yeah. Daniel Sam's has actually kept the moustache from um, Movember fundraising. And uh, he's okay. like, oh,
3: yeah. Sam's, he doesn't have a moustache. What are you going on about?
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, it turns out Daniel Sam's is wearing the number 95 jumper this year, not the number 60. Uh, Fiction did a little video explaining that to everyone. Um and in twenty four hours, there was something like three and a half thousand people um, watched Fictions' uh, little, little little <laughs> analysis there. So <laughs> who knows? We might be seeing more of Map Fiction on Instagram. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how we go there. But yeah, oh. gr- great, great to see the Thunder get a first up win against the Heat.
1: Well, oh. more to the point. What is the reason for the change in number
0: i will I will find that out mm. and i'll I'll reveal that uh, I'm surprised. I'll, I might drop a little note to dr Sams and see if we can get some sort of clarification yeah. on that I do know that Daniel Sams has actually seen Matt fiction's video and was quite impressed by it but um, <laughs> he didn't give any indication as to uh, what um what the reason for the change is there. And a good point um, to make too, the Renegades have had a win, Robbie, and Jake fraser and the catch out on the boundary. Oh, oh, my goodness, that was good to see.
1: One of the great catches you'll ever see. We've always had this bit of a theory, Matt, and I think if you look at the, the team's, the players who come from the eastern, the southern states, mm. particularly Victoria, Tasmania, Western Australia, South Australia, with their AFL background, are a bit more proficient overhead. Yeah. Um, to get a chance, just compare the catch by Frozen McGurk compared to Damian Hughes' drop catch in the game tonight against Sixers and Hurricanes. It was a classic case of a rugby union player <laughs> trying to emulate an AFL footballer's big grab. And Hughes, he made it in the middle of that one, and it, he spilled the beans. But and Dan, was,
0: Daniel Hughes, former uh, player of the match in a under-18s rugby union grand yeah. final at Victoria Park Dubbo, from memory.
1: Yeah, he did, yeah, for Cowra in the under-23 yeah. Colts. So but um, that catch of, um, yeah, pros McGuire, that is... I'm, it's one of the best ones I've seen, and if you look at the replay, he actually read the ball so well. He it was it was like watching a centre half forward, you know, if it'll take a mark. He was unbelievable skills, just just brilliant. And Matt, that is where where my little theory. I just do get a little bit frustrated and nervous with commentary teams. They have this um, habit. Oh, they like to cross down to the sidelines, have oh, a chat to the, yeah. to the special guest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now, they're ready to, get to talk to, Matt, to Finchie. I heard that someone made a comment. It was a bit underwhelming, the call of that catch. I listened to the catch on radio and it was an outstanding call. Just give a little tip uh, for the commentators out there. Just let everyone shush up two or three seconds before the ball's about to evolve. <laughs> let the ball by four. Ball- that's the ball-by-ball call, it, call the action, and then you can continue on. And then when you get two or three seconds away from the next ball involved, you just shush it up again.
2: And that yeah. way,
1: you will never, ever miss what potentially could be every ball called anywhere that's been commentated can have the most extraordinary thing ever in the history of the game about to happen. Mm. It would be a shame to miss it. So there's a heads up.
0: That's a very helpful heads up. Uh, Robbie, from someone who knows.
1: Apart from that, I thought it was all very good.
0: <laughs> and so much, so much big bash coming up, Robbie. It's just wall to wall. Really exciting time of
1: year this time of year. We we are. Um, actually, now, Matt, I'm just going to to take off my local Murray region, Aubrey, Wodonga sort of cap here. Mm. Great news is for the locals up here, local. Uh, Robbie Jackson, uh, one of the most well-known country cricketers across Australia. Um, he he was coach of the Board of Bullets when they won the inaugural Plan B oh, regional bat. Yeah, was back. too,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: And a big shout out to uh, Luke and the team at Wagga. Um, he has picked up a assistant coach role with the uh, Melbourne Renegades. And oh, he is he, I, he was there last night sitting in the dugout, so he's doing a lot of batting and fielding work with the team, so it's fantastic that a Young boy plucked from the cri- playing fields of cricket, Albanyonga, is uh, participating at, at the highest level. He's got a gig for the whole tournament. So well done to to Bobby Jackson. Great stuff.
0: Oh, absolutely outstanding! It's it's fantastic to see someone pave their way from regional yeah. regional areas and, for, and force their way in, into the uh, the elite programs of uh, the Big Bash.
1: And Matt, I'll just, I'll, I'll just mention too, just keep an eye out for a Christmas special. Mm. Speaking of the inaugural Plan B Regional Bash, which is a, a regional competition across New South Wales, um, sponsored by um, Transport New South Wales, go to the Plan B.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Mate. Keep an eye out for the Glory Days podcast. A Christmas special will be a special episode on that Border Bullets victory featuring... Robbie Jackson as coach, so keep an eye out for that
0: one. Will that be out in time for my birthday on, on Christmas Eve, Robbie, or not? It, or I'll have to wait to actually That's the Christmas. plan.
1: We, that's just, we're hoping to just beat it, but it will be in and around that. And, oh, very um, good. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Oh, well, that's I good because
0: I've got about – I think I've got about uh, 12 hours in the car on my birthday, so oh. – if you could just, if you could just talk to the Glory Days podcast people, um, and I'll
1: have that out. They'll do that.
0: Yeah, that'd be good because that'd be a nice way to spend the drive. And and I might even, um, might even see if we can get a Cricket Library weekly Christmas special as well for me to listen to again in the car. Um, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, That's good. That's very good. Hey. Um, speaking of people who don't talk over the top of others. We probably need to hear from Matt Fiction and Fact or Fiction for this week, Robbie.
1: I'm looking forward to this because I just want to see what the response is from Fiction and Hey, just through yeah the news there that Sydney Sixers have won that game, so they were five for thirty nine or in the eighth, in the ninth favor and they've come up and won. Unbelievable! Size,
0: Unbelievable! Moses mm. Moses Henriques, um, he is. He is looking irresistible in oh. in KFC BBL eleven at the moment. He One yeah. of my favourite players, Matt. Yeah, likewise. Likewise, Robbie. Yeah. uh he looked very yeah. good in Lime Green. Uh good evening, oh, Moses, if you're listening. He? Yeah. And <laughs> a, a, anyway, uh let's let's hand over now to our resident cricket librarian and let's hope for the sake of uh Michael from Canberra that this pans out a little bit better than last week.
3: Hey, everybody. Matt Fiction here with a world premiere exclusive airing of a brand-new quiz show, Fact or Fiction? One minute of absolute madness as I ask rapid-fire true-and-false questions and our contestant has to decipher and determine... If the statement I make is a fact, or is it fiction? Let's see how we go. It's time to play the game. It's Mad Fiction back once again, and joining us, a loyal listener, Michael from Canberra. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: G'day Matt, great to be on the podcast mate, how are you?
3: Oh, I'm a bit flat, I'm a bit down in the dumps, and you know why, all our listeners know why, and we don't need to mention any cricket games that have been happening today.
2: No, I guess I'll I'll carry on um, being like Mitchell Stark mate and you can be Rory Burns uh, for the next little while.
3: Oh, dear, if it's going to be like that, I'm going to make these some really red-hot, tough questions. (laughs) You better strap yourself in. The music's about to start. Here we go. SM Kadic made his Test Match debut in the 2001 Ashes. Back. Correct. Belinda Clark's highest Test Match score is higher than her highest ODI score. Fiction. Correct. SR Ward took one more catch in test cricket than he did in O.D.I. cricket. Fact. Oh, that's correct as well. L.J. Poulton has hit more sixes in women's O.D.I.s than M.J. Ellis has hit in club cricket. Fact. Oh, that's fiction.
2: Oh, no.
3: G.A. Gooch and B.C. Lara were both not out six times in their test match careers.
2: Renee Farrell was player of the match in AJ Healy's Test match debut. I reckon she took a hat
3: trick, so fact. Oh, that's correct as well. Well done, Michael from Canberra. You've absolutely obliterated the score from MJ Ellis last week. You have driven him into the ground. What a performance! Only one incorrect. The rest were just, it was just correct, uh, I'll be, I'll correct. be
2: myself, Matt.
3: Oh, which one did we get wrong? I'll be wrong? kicking myself. Did you, uh, did you, Leah Poulton, I think? Poulton, it I was
2: sixes, uh, yeah,
3: yep. Oh, and I think they've both hit the same. I think Leah Poulton, nine sixes in women's ODIs and MJ is nine sixes in club cricket. Oh. I can only
2: remember eight. Would be fair for MJ Ellis, so that's that's where I came unstuck.
3: Oh, didn't you? Oh, dear. Anyway, what a performance. That's a great effort. Robbie McKinlay will be slapping you on the back and giving you big wraps when they come back on air. Now, uh, tell us, Michael, you're doing some coaching at the moment. How's the coaching going down in Canberra?
2: Yeah, it's been great, mate. Um, just about to kick off the uh, Canberra leg of the Plan B regional bash this Friday. I coach the ATC Aces. So, oh. looking forward to having a few teams from a, about the region uh, in Canberra. Hopefully, the weather holds out and we can see some really good cricket.
3: Oh, no doubt you will. And you, you are not playing anymore. You're just focusing on your coaching now. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, not playing anymore, mates. Uh, I think uh, probably went on one year too long for the old back uh, for me. But coaching, uh, coaching, certainly a great way to spend the time and stay connected to the game.
3: Oh, absolutely! And you're a loyal listener of the Cricket Library podcast. I I hear that you're looking at these brand new socks from the Sock Enthusiast, and and they're going to match your Cricket Library shirt. Is that true?
2: Absolutely. I think uh it certainly was very high up on my uh, Christmas wish list, so uh, I hope that uh, those who are also listening to the podcast, which I'm sure my family will be will be uh, making note of that and and hopefully they'll uh rock up in my stocking some Christmas Day.
3: There you go. there's a subtle hint to all of Michael from Canberra's family and friends. You know what to do. Our listeners know what to do. Thanks so much for joining us, Michael from Canberra. Have a Merry Christmas, and we look forward to having you on board, listening to the podcast all throughout the summer here on the Cricket Library Weekly.
2: Thanks, Matt, and good luck for the rest of the Ashes.
3: Oh, we'll need it. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Bye for now.
0: Oh, Very well done there, Michael from Canberra. Very loyal listener of the program. I know he's got a bit of uh, cricket library merch as well. I've seen him down at Manuka Oval there with his cricket library t-shirt on, and and the new range. Have you seen? Oh, you have seen. You've you've got Matt, one of the new of,
1: shirts. It arrived. It it arrived in the, in the um in the mail late last week. Absolutely brilliant. No, and thank it, you to um a nice little message from Matt Fiction, which I really appreciated and. That sort of opened up the avenue for me to have that little chat with him oh, good. we've, we've yeah. got. A, I don't know. I hope I don't know. he Might see me as a bit of a mentor, but just to to straighten him up, and I was. I could detect it there with Michael from Canberra that he'd um just put just reined it in a bit.
0: Yeah, rained he did. It in a bit. He did. and yeah. to to be fair, Matt Matt was pretty flat today, uh, so
1: he might not. Oh, have, he got. Yeah, he got. Um, I'm not saying he got double barrels, but he. His ears were ringing a little bit just for a little <laughs> while there. Yeah,
0: and, and shout out, shout out to to Luke, uh, one of our loyal listeners. Uh, he posted a magnificent photo on Twitter today. Luke Luke's got one of those brand new Cricket Library T shirts that you can get from the dot com. Uh, mm-hmm. Just put in your exp- expression uh, of interest there, and he's got. The a photo of him with the Pombonay Cricket Club logo in the background. I have I have pronounced that correctly, Robbie.
1: Yeah, close.
0: How would you say it? A Pombonet. Yeah, there you go. Established yep. established in eighteen eighty three. It's got a great backdrop there. Um, and Luke's wearing his Cricket Library t shirt, and he said he said some nice things about the um about the the cricket library podcast and put that out on his social. So thank you oh, Luke beautiful. for your support of the cricket library. Lots of loyal listeners out there and these um, these shirts are, are going like hotcakes. but um, still we've still got still got a few here at what about the socks? Oh, yes. The What so, about the socks? The sock enthusiasts now um, I don't know if we can say uh, that they're I don't know if I can guarantee that they're performance enhancing, but if you're looking for a, a way to increase your batting average or decrease your bowling average, uh, get a hold of the Cricket Library socks from the sock enthusiast, uh, former guest on the show, Maisie Gibson, the sock enthusiast. She has come out with these magnificent Cricket Library socks. They're, they're all approved, like the 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 people uh, here at the Cricket Library have given her full permission to do this and you could yep. say there's a bit of a um, bit of a partnership in place of sorts so um, Maisie was actually wearing those today in a in a practice game for the WNCL that's coming up and that's exciting isn't it Robbie the WNCL just around the corner I know you're going to be doing some commentary uh, in and around the WNCL and probably just to say s- some games that are coming up, Sixteenth uh, of December. Yeah, uh, still a little way off, but it's good. Good for well, people no, to just. It's
1: tomorrow week. Yeah, have it on.
0: Have it on your radar. Victoria v ACT, uh, yep. and then we've got Tassie v Queensland, uh, and some good performances. Lily Mills did very well in uh, Queensland Premier Cricket uh, over the weekend, as did um, Georgia Vole uh, up there for Sangate redcliffe uh, and just, sorry, just mentioning Sandgate-Redcliffe, I think Bryce Street made 51 off 49 uh, for those that wow. are interested in a bit of street watch. Uh, was and it
1: th- a T20 game?
0: I think it, oh, I'm not sure it was a T20, 51 off 49. That's Cliff. Yeah, that's Cliff. Yeah. I'll have to check that's that. Just, just... Have to check that.
1: That's a good
0: clip for Bryce with our Sandgate Library, um, and then <laughs> the game I'm most interested in. Well, I'm interested in the 19th of December, obviously, because it's Ricky Ponting's birthday. Uh, a, a triple header, three three games to choose from. You have got yep. Vic v New South Wales, Tassie v Queensland, and WA v South Australia, and we're hoping that's the day. The uh, for the love of cricket. Um, haiku poems inspired, yep. Um, by a love of cricket. Um, Matt Fiction and I are hope hoping to release that book. Uh, the electronic version of the book on Ricky Ponting's birthday, also. Uh, the anniversary of Daniel Sam's big bash debut. I uh, don't know if I've mentioned that <laughs> ad nauseum on Is this really? program. Yeah, I may have mentioned no.
1: that on the nineteenth. Yeah, nineteenth December. Well, you were talking about the. Not to try to take anything away from the launch of the book or Daniel Sands's debut milestone anniversary, but Victoria playing New South Wales at the Junction Oval, Maddie. And if you if you want to see one of the the best games of um, fifty-over cricket, domestic cricket in the world, that's the one you want to be looking at. That will, will be an absolute beauty.
0: Oh, it'll be a cracking contest, Robbie, and uh, always is uh, between New South Wales and Victoria, and the standard of WNCL the teams are getting so much closer together now and yep. it's not just it's not just a competition to decide who'll play new south wales in the final it's uh, a very hotly contested uh, competition the women's national cricket league to see who will get to lift that ruth pretty trophy um, now, Robbie, it's just a quick – this is a quick-fire episode uh, tonight, the Cricket Library Weekly. Uh, we'll digest, obviously, all the test match um, and yes. the big bash and all that sort of stuff in between now and next time.
1: And, well, Matt, yeah. with that in mind, we, we, we've seen Thursdays play.
0: Yeah.
1: Next time we're on, this test match will be over. I, I'm – I'm t- <laughs> I've been asking you to give a tip on this because this could take a while, but how do you think it'll pan out from here? I want you to try to give me in about 20, 20 to 30 seconds how you think it'll pan out from here.
0: Okay. Uh, Australia to pile on 450 plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, England to have a much better second innings than a first innings. And then Australia to get the runs about six down on day five. Australia, Australia to win
1: by four wickets. See, you're expecting a bit of a rearguard action from England on the second dig, by the sound of that.
0: Yeah, I am. I am.
1: Yeah, okay. I just let's just hope the Brisbane weather doesn't have the final say, Matt.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. And um, yeah. did you appreciate the fact that I gave you a prediction in a very short oh, space fair. of time? I didn't beat around the bush. I just, I just rolled Super it out. Super
1: impressed. I've just got a funny feeling. That's Alex Carey may have a big innings. There you go. Yeah, I've actually... Could be, you know, I get these vibes every now and then, Matt. You know, I like to throw out a prediction. Yeah. I'm just feeling... And I'm feeling very, very strong about Steve Smith having a massive Ashes series. Massive. Okay. I'm, to, I'm talking at least 600-plus runs.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that that's probably sending shockwaves through the Orange Library because... Uh yeah th- th- there's a certain perception that sometimes the things that we say actually um, put <laughs> put unnecessary pressure on players so he, <laughs> let's,
1: I, I think it's let's get really I, I think he calls it the cricket library weekly curse doesn't
0: he uh, He does he does every yeah. every time we talk up a player and and they don't live up to our expectations, the curse may get mentioned. So let's hope let's hope that that doesn't apply to S P D. Smith in the in okay. the coming weeks in the Ashes series and A. T. Carey as well. I love to see A.T. Carey. I actually went on the record and said that I believe AT Carey will get multiple centuries. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, this, I, I think this so too. this this summer. Uh, but again, uh not wanting to put any undue pressure on him because um yeah, we don't we don't want there to be such a thing as the Cricket Library weekly curse. We're here to encourage and promote um the best quality from
1: and goodwill. From, yeah,
0: from all of our favourite players. So uh, guess what, Robbie? I think I think we're out of time. I don't want to curse anyone else before no. <laughs> before the night's out. So, um, and I need to get get on to watching um, Heat v Scorches has just got underway. Yeah, that's on now too. Yeah, so, yep. yeah. Looking looking forward to making. We're
1: see a bit of cricket actually in Perth, isn't it? Ah, yeah. So I,
0: I was trying to figure that out, Robbie. So we can play. I
1: can't figure it
0: out. Big bash there, but we can't.
1: Yep. Yep. We, so. We've got New South Wales, so Brisbane Heat a couple of days ago played against Sydney Thunder. In Canberra. In Canberra. Yeah. Against the New South Wales team. And now they've the Heat are over there playing against the Scorchers. I cannot work it out. I really don't. And I'm hearing so, that
0: Andrew Gaze is in commentary on Channel 7. Um, something's just come through from the Orange Library. Yeah. I wonder if that's for this game or was that the last
1: game, so... Um, that's not the Perth Wildcats, is it? <laughs> no. Against the Brisbane Bullets, it might I be. Think that's, maybe I think that's the Brisbane Bullets and the Perth Wildcats. Mate. Maybe sure.
0: they've, um, maybe they've snuck um, former Perth Wildcats basketballer Damien Martin in, and they've gone, oh, oh yeah, of Damian Martin, Andrew Gaze, yeah. yeah, maybe that's yep. what they've done there. But well, yeah, it's uh, similar because Todd Woodbridge did some commentary on the cricket as well, so it's.
1: P- yeah, it's possible yeah. to have Pod, um, Pod a very good mixed doubles, a very good doubles player, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, and I guess, I guess yeah. there's a co-host of mine that commentates Dragon Boat Racing. So anything's
1: up for grabs. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> point. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: we, yeah. we are actually going to go now. uh have a great week, Robbie. Enjoy calling Australia A, V, England A. Will do, mate. En- enjoy the Ashes, and uh, we'll catch up sometime sometime next week. Who knows what day it'll be. But, uh oh, this, is, this has been Matt Ellis and Robbie McKinlay for the Cricket Library Weekly. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's bye for now.